Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why GameBridge offers the parity flexibility. Annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. GameBridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at GameBridge.io. Visit GameBridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. aired The Little Mermaid live. The production started off as Frozen, but thanks to global warming, they had to change it to A Little Mermaid. Hey, now! That's reasonably clever. I get it. Uh, two things you should know. Uh, this is more or less breaking news in that Adam Schiff show has announced the public hearings will begin next Wednesday. Finally! So public impeachment hearings begin on a Wednesday. Yes! As they attempt to uh, move the needle on that whole thing. Yeah, we we could have an on-air meeting about that if you'd like. I, 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 there's no way I want to air that. It's going to be boring and dumb and of zero impact. How about if Bolton was testifying? That might be exciting. Yeah. That might be exciting. Uh, because I tell you what, and I've said this for quite some time, the impeachment hearings, they're just hearings. They're branding them impeachment hearings to make it sound exciting. But it's not part of the impeachment process. It's just hearings digging up dirt. There's enough dirt, then they impeach the guy. So it's it's just it's it's oversight hearings. Oh, I mentioned uh, last hour. So Walmart's really gone full out on their uh, grocery delivery thing. To com- Walmart's competing with Amazon. This is news I can use. Yeah, we we do the Amazon grocery thing, and it's pretty awesome. I I don't believe we've ever done it for an immediate need. If I decide. For instance, uh, Judy and I are having tacos tonight. And I realize at 10 o'clock in the morning, good God, we have no shredded cheddar cheese. Can I get 
cheddar cheese in time for dinner? Mm-hmm. Depends on where you live. But I don't know whether we do it that much for immediate, but just shopping for groceries in general. Okay. It's so simple. So it's more plan ahead the regular grocery yeah. shopping. You get okay. in the habit and... Single ingredient stuff tends not to be the best value because you can... Or it's right. based on how much food you can fit in the box that but, they ship. But, okay. but if you right. like, we're ordering, you know, X boxes of Cheerios a month or whatever. X boxes? How rich are you? <laughs> um... You know, this many loaves of Wonder Bread a week, that mm. sort of stuff. Yeah. And it's just it just shows up at your house. It's flipping fantastic. Well, Walmart's you, you competing. You feed your children Wonder Bread? Yes, I do. Seven uh, grain organic. 1,400 stores are now doing it. Walmart's competing, which means... Seven to nine grain organic. <laughs> prices will probably go down as they're competing now. So I, I, I wonder if the days of going to grocery stores is going to be dwindling away. Oh, thanks. Signed grocery store employees. Um, and then this note, I came across this in the New York Times today, op-ed by Steve Ratner. You might not know who he is. I know that name. He worked in the, um, was a counselor to the Treasury Secretary in the Obama administration. He's on Morning Joe. He's on MSNBC. He's oh, on that's right. no, Joe okay, Scarborough. Yeah. He hates Trump. He's a, he was a Hillary supporter, actually. But uh, he's a Democrat, full-on Democrat. He's got an opinion piece today. I'm not trying to make that sound like a pejorative. I'm just trying to make it clear. Oh, he's a total Democrat. And I'm not trying to out him. It that's, is a pejorative. That's his I'm kidding. thing. That's why this story is important. Yeah. He's a Democrat. He's going to vote for whoever the Democratic candidate is. He said the Warren way is the wrong way in his op-ed piece today. Her big government plans would damage rather than improve our, improve our economy. That's one of a dozen heavyweight Democrats that are out there saying Elizabeth Warren's plans are just awful. Yeah. I, I tell you what. And she's currently in the lead in Iowa. The other day they said, well, estimates are there will be 21 million. Is that the right number of jobs lost through your plan? I don't think it was that high. But are, it, I thought it was 2 million. Can but... you take a look? No, it was an astounding okay. number. Somebody look out how many jobs lost Elizabeth Warren's plan. And she conceded. We that agree it's millions. The number that was more or less accurate. And I could be way off. I don't know. There are too many numbers these days. <laughs> <laughs> we need us have three or four good solid numbers that you can depend on. That might be my favorite thing ever. There are too many numbers these days. Uh, first thing I'm seeing from the National Review says results in two million jobs. Jacqueline's. So anyway, they said uh, two million jobs, and she said, yeah, that's that's right. But people who lose their jobs in health insurance can get jobs in other sorts of insurance. Like car insurance or life insurance. Which is a and, laughable response. Right, that's the problem. That's idiotic. Those They, they already have their people. They're running their businesses. They're not going to suddenly hire hundreds. And It's not like they've been starving for human beings. Well, and if I'm... Uh, it was just a dumb response. It's dumb in all kinds of ways. Right. So I'm the office whatever... For this health insurance, I go to a different office that that needs my skills right. in data entry and this and that. It doesn't have to be a different insurance place. I mean, yeah. the whole thing was stupid. It was like a it was like a kid's version of an answer. Well, and she's not a dumb person. That's what I'm. I'm a little mystified by Elizabeth Warren because maybe it's just blind spots. Sometimes she displays blind spots. Spots that are. Impossible to explain because these questions, I mean, everybody's talking about these questions are going to have to be answered when she unveils her plan. And it took her months to unveil her plan. And then she's flat-footed over the, well, what about everybody who works in private insurance and private medicine? Well, they can work uh, for a car insurance. What? Now, just say, look, it, uh, there'll be a giant uh, Because car insurance will all of a sudden need two million more people? Right, Why? exactly. They got nothing to do with health insurance. Yeah, I know. I, I, it was just dumb, but 
We'll see how it goes. Plus, if I'm an HR person or I'm an accounting or whatever, I don't have to stay in the insurance industry. That's the part that struck me as like a childish way of looking at the economy. Right. So you have to stay in the insurance world. I mean, she's an academic. I realize for some people, your expertise would be insurance specifically, but not a lot of those people. Yeah. Yeah. It's just kind of a weird thing to say. I'm so pro-education. I'm so pro-learning. I think learning ought to be a, a joy for a lifetime. You ought to learn as much at age 70 as you did at age 17. That's really the, one know, of my I life's... Get, I come across a new nonfiction book where I'm going to read something and learn something. I just get a thrill out of it. And then I, I realize, love it. when am I going to friggin' read this? <laughs> anyway. Um, but anyway, so that's. I think that's incredibly important to having a happy life. On the other hand, I want to hear from academics almost never. When their field of expertise is uh, is the topic of discussion, well then, okay, yeah, what have your studies shown? What do you, what do you think? And then, and then those of us who function in the real world, which is virtually all of us, will take what you have given us and, and, and apply it. It's like the difference between theoretical science and applied science. I have a lot more interest in applied science. Academics have a wildly outsized influence in American uh, life these days, in American politics, American media, in my opinion. I, I know academics, and some of them I like very much. They're very bright, imaginative people, but they have no effing idea how the world works. And, and uh, you know, it's like talking to a space alien. I mean, it's interesting, <laughs> but I don't want them to tell me how to make my house payment. So, so what's Elizabeth Warren's She's an academic. Circling the wagons and defeating Custer? Wow, there is no need to go there at all. She's a law school academic. You know, if I had a question about uh, bankruptcy law, which I guess was her big popular class at Harvard, um, and, and yet another example of why I didn't go to law school. I just couldn't take it. Um, oh, that, I would find that painful. Oh, my God. What's that? Uh, uh, bankruptcy uh, law class? A full class? semester of bankruptcy law yeah. and studying and memorizing and tests, yeah. maybe writing a paper. Right. Oh, my God, I couldn't even do that one thing. Yeah, you know, Sounds folks, painful to me. Folks like our, our friend Tim the lawyer or Craig the Obama. Well, I'm glad the, there are the, uh, people that do guru. it. Well, it's, I couldn't. You do it to acquire a bunch of tools. Then you can get back to ideas and real life and business and whatever. And I kind of wish I'd had the discipline to do that, but I just could not take several more years of school. Anyway, um, Liz Warren suffers pretty frequently from academia-itis, and I think we're seeing that uh, on display. And I think the more she scrutinized, the more you'll see. Well, my, my overarching point was there there are heavyweight Democrats coming after her. Right. This is not a, she rose to the top of the polls and now the Republicans are really digging into her. No. No. It's, it's her, and, and not just other candidates either. It's people that are just out there that are the powerful people on that side of politics are saying, no, 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 this person, one can't win, and her, her her policies are crazy. Right. The only people you'd think who might be supporting her other than her own supporters are Bernie supporters, and they don't think she's wacky enough because she has at least verbally embraced the free market. They don't think she's sincere, according to some people right. I've talked to. They don't right. think she, Bernie is sincere. Right. He wants the government to take over everything, and he thinks that'd be the best. She's right. going to... She's going with the, I'll build a wall and Mexico will pay for it. Um, but fighting really hard to, against illegal immigration will be good enough. Right. Right. Yeah. Wow. Which is more realistic, probably, her view. Because Bernie, Bernie can't do what he says he wants to do. Um, 
That's one of the things uh, uh, she gets knocked for. Well, it's unconstitutional. You would never have the votes. <laughs> you could go on with your right. list if you wanted. The, the money but... doesn't exist to make it, the math work, et cetera, right. et cetera. But... I mean, it's... Uh, It'll be interesting to watch how this plays out, I'll tell you. Um, uh, Sean did the, uh, looked it up. We were talking about this earlier. We knew somebody famous had once written a check to a prostitute. Uh, uh, Jerry Springer of the Jerry Springer Show, who was a politician way back in the days, uh, he, he twice wrote personal checks to prostitutes. So that's how he got caught. Jerry, Jerry. Down in the memo you write for... Intercourse. Crime is a cash business, people. <laughs> Let's, yeah. Crime 101. Taught by Professor Sean. Don't ask for receipts. Don't write checks. Jussie Smollett. We're looking at you. Jerry Springer. Go to the ATM. Get some 20s. <laughs> right. And pay cash for your bleach and your rope. Right. As opposed to writing down in the memo for bleach and rope. So your top 10 most left states... And your top ten most people going to them states. They have certain commonalities. Okay. We can touch on that for you if you like. And I still need to get to people are willing to lie for sex, which is just disappointing. I, how many How many details can there be? There's a few. Okay. The, the way they did the experiments is kind of funny. Oh, boy. To figure out. Why do you have to do experiments to figure this out? Have you ever lived... Have you ever, like, lived among people? <laughs> Was there federal funding for these experiments? Yeah, I'm going to go into a bar. I'm going to claim I make a million bucks a year, and I'm going to see if I can get laid. Or the this worst. This is going to cost, like, $50,000. Or the worst lie of all, really. I love you. Oh, boy. If that's what you're doing. Uh, that's, that's a bad lie. That's a bad one. I'm a woman. <laughs> If you're not, is 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 a not a good look. But that's immediately known. The whole I maybe love you thing. Maybe not immediately enough. <laughs> Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. a lot of trumpet on National Saxophone Day. That's all I'm saying. National Saxophone Day, ladies and gentlemen. What are happy strains of the saxophone? Creator was named Adolf Sax. I didn't realize the saxophone, the, the sax oh, yeah. part of the saxophone was the guy's last yeah. name. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be darned. My yeah. son's still uh, cruising along with his cello uh, lessons that he's taking in school, playing the cello, and doing pretty well. I'm pretty proud of him. That's good. Yeah. I love the cello. Yeah. Beautiful instrument. He I'm chose pretty it. good at picking up instruments and getting reasonably competent reasonably quickly with them. I couldn't make the saxophone make any noise. <laughs> I blew and I blew and I drooled all over the thing and I chewed on it and I just, no, it's, uh, all right, never mind. Speaking of sax and, <gasps> sax and violins. I not make it do that. Sorry. Um, uh, I've never attempted to blow into a reeded instrument, so I don't have any idea if I could or not. You couldn't do any worse than I did. Uh, when sex is on our minds, lying comes naturally, according to six different studies done by major universities. I'm uh, always somewhat amused by studies that are done on things that everybody knows that is um, um, 
common knowledge, really. Mm-hmm. Why they do studies or what the point of it is, I, I don't know. Must be a reason. Maybe to get to a deeper truth, Jack. Actually, there doesn't have to be a reason. When the possibility of a sexual or romantic encounter reveals itself, studies find, people are very likely to present themselves in a deceptive manner in order to appear as attractive as possible to the potential new mate. Can you imagine that, Sean? This is Particularly sh- in terms of apple picking, for this instance. This is shocking stuff already. The story checks out. <laughs> According to scientists from the University of Rochester and uh, some uh, university in Israel, as our sexual systems are activated in the uh-huh. presence of an attractive stranger, your sexual systems have been activated. Hey, baby, you've activated my sexual systems. Oh, yeah. In the presence of an attractive stranger, it's common for people to embellish, conform, change their attitudes regarding certain topics, and outright like lie. Apple picking. An outright lie, all to make a good first impression. I like when Sean uses an example of women doing this, because women do it, too. It's only not only guys that embellish. Right. You know. Oh, the, please. Oh, sure. I love watching baseball games. Uh, do you, uh, it's funny. We've been dating six months. Now you hate them. So, you know, <laughs> that sort of thing. Not um, to mention certain acts, and I don't mean the second act from Hamlet. Ew. To be clear, what the research team dubbed the activation of the sexual system doesn't actually entail physical sexual arousal. You might have been picturing, you know, various physical I things wasn't. that occur. Were uh, you? Instead, it refers to when our when our brains first become aware that we're attracted to someone nearby and begin to formulate sexual thoughts and inclinations. Okay. I remember a psychology class when I was in college. It still sticks in my head because it was mind-blowing to me. I'd never thought about this before. He said, everybody in this room has already determined who else in this room they would have sex with. Yes. Or would not. <laughs> Thank you, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. And, of course, everybody looked around and thought, wow. Everyone in my case, yeah. Did I do that? Yes, I did. And then, of course, you immediately go to, what list was I on for all these other people? How did I score? Can we we have a show of hands over here for me? No, seriously, raise your hands now. Now? No. Oh, boy. I'm over? Wow. If I'm on your list, meet me at the gymnasium. (laughs) But that's pretty, at least it's you wouldn't waste your time. I don't know if that goes on throughout your entire life. It's clearly true for a bunch of 19-year-old college students. Um, is that throughout your life, or is there a point where you stop doing that? Whether yes. <laughs> I would hope so. Subconsciously, though, it's subconscious. It's not like I consciously sat there in class and went, yes, yes, no, definitely yes. No, yeah. it's not that way. It's a subconscious. Right, right. Good point. It almost reminds me of when you go deeper into your task manager on your computer. And you see what percentage of the CPU is being used by the various applications. I think it goes from, you know, 17.8% down to 3.6. But, yeah, it's probably still happening. Yeah, which is pretty darn interesting. So that's what they mean by activating the sexual system. And then that person's on your list of, yes, if the circumstances were different, I'm not married, I don't have kids, I have any interest, you weren't married, all these different things happen, I would. Yes, that happens. I think that happens on a subconscious level with every person we meet. Um, which is pretty interesting. I was getting laid a lot. They it was all, amazing. They found out that with some of the experiment, experiments that participants would flat out contradict a stance or opinion they had literally written out at some point to researchers. Like, I do not like dogs. Right. Oh, I love dogs. Right. You would flat out contradict something you had said. Well, and you might at that moment kind of like dogs. Or change your mind. In your brain. Oh, yeah. yeah, That's what they're saying happens, actually. Right. Yeah. Um, Yeah. All of a sudden, I see more value in liking dogs. Right. 
So we've got to delve more into that. People are willing to lie uh, for sex. That 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 overstates the, uh, the 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 premise here. It's a good hook to get you, to keep keep you around. I think though, we'll dig a little deeper into that. It's pretty interesting, and I I got a perfectly good example of from my own life. So stay tuned for that. Right now, we need to get to the news with Marsha Phillips. Well, it turns out 56% of respondents in a new poll expect President Trump to be re-elected next year. 56%. 56%. That question has been asked before. The percentage of people who think he will get re-elected is, is way higher than the percentage that want him to be re-elected. Right. Or want him to be, you know, want him to be impeached, or all these different things. But hmm. I don't know if it's cynicism among a certain crowd. Some of you Trump haters must just think it's so rigged, or the country's so racist and stupid, or whatever your reasoning is. Maybe it's just understanding the power of incumbency. Yeah, I doubt it's that. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, the Politico Morning Consult poll also found high levels of enthusiasm for the election among Republicans and Democrats. They're saying, the pollsters are saying, 92% of respondents said they are likely to vote in next year's national election. What percent? 92%. What? That we is usually what? get about a 50 to 60% turnout on really oh, big no, elections. Isn't it more like 40? On the really big ones? I thought the Obama election was in oh, the 50s. Oh, yeah, that yeah. was the record setter, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but the, no, really... the point remains, 90, what? That would be... <laughs> well, Sean and I were talking about this earlier. Yeah. Voter turnout is not only everything. It, it, so many people don't vote. Sean could get elected president if all the people who don't vote voted. I've only there's, raised slightly less money than Wayne Messam. There's <laughs> enough people out there that don't vote to get anybody elected president. Oh, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so it's that's a real wild card. But boy, if it... Well... Obama, I think, can you yeah. look that up, uh, turnout for right. Obama? I think it was uh, close to 60, and it was the all-time record. But, right. God, if we get up toward 90, there's no tell. Trump could win by 15 million votes or lose by that many if you get a 90% turnout. By the way, Sean, you're, you're on, there's going to be a lot of character assassination. Okay? <laughs> I'm, I'm a friend. I'm just, I mean, I don't want you to be blind. Oh, it's it. a rich field. Yeah. <laughs> the political pollsters say that passions about Trump for and against are fueling all this voting enthusiasm. That's the race for turnout, right? Yeah. There's there's a whole bunch of people out there. Well, we've got to turn out because we hate Trump so much. And then there's a big crowd of we've got to turn out because we we. It's not, I don't think it's going to be as much we love Trump so much as we hate the people who hate Trump so much. Yes, right. There's a lot of that. Right. And for the poll, they surveyed nearly 2,000 registered voters, and uh, you know, in the national survey, so it was uh, not really we, we think we think we're tired of the election. Yeah. So there's the uh, turnout for. Uh, was it that high? Fifty-five percent in twenty sixteen. So two thousand eight, it was almost sixty percent because yeah. I just remembered it was almost sixty yeah. percent. But it was of about the voting percent population. So that's that's the the low number. It's not like of registered voters or whatever. That's of voting age population. Okay, it's better than I thought it was. I'm surprised by that. For presidential elections, yeah. because we think the president is the king, you right. get a state election going, you're going to get like fifteen percent off year, yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah, because only the president matters in anybody's life. But still, if it were 90%, that's, well, to almost double it. Yeah. Well, we're gonna, you know what's really interesting to me now that I'm drilling down on that poll a little bit? Is uh, from 04 to 2016, the high was 58.2, 
and the low was 54.9. So a 3.3% swing from the high to the low, that's not that big. But if it's anything close to 90, like uh, this poll claims, that would be shocking if it's that high. It won't, but what Will it hit 60 or 70? Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't, no idea. But the, the, well, there's no doubt. People are more into the president than ever before. Boo! By far. Yeah. And I was about to say, we think we're sick of the, the election talk now? Mm. Oh, my God. When it starts... And if it's close, if the polls show it's close between yeah. Trump and yeah. whoever, oh, my God, I can't even imagine what the coverage is going to be like those last couple of months. Vomit-worthy? What are the de- ratings for the debates going to be? Trump and Elizabeth Warren on stage. It'll be fun to talk about. Whew. Meanwhile, on the Democratic presidential primary battleground front, Joe Biden not going to be the nice guy anymore, taking a shot at Elizabeth Warren after Warren said Biden is... Get a razor blade, bang it on the curb, (laughs) put it in the rain barrel, and get ready. Well, because if you don't, I mean, so you'll have a razor blade for a knife fight. Right. But his will be rusty and yours won't, so he'll cut you, and you'll get tetanus. You'll cut him, and he'll be fine. (laughs) Right. I guess Get him, Rusty. Biden going after Warren uh, because she hey, said she said Biden is <laughs> running in the wrong presidential primary and doing nothing but repeating Republican talking points. Speaking at a Pittsburgh fundraiser and in a, subse- a subsequent post online, Biden, without using Warren's name, referred to her attack, saying it's quote condescending to have what he called a "my way or the highway" approach to policy. Okay, so um, the Obama people are, I believe, universally against Elizabeth Warren. Not just not excited about her, they're against her. They're writing opinion pieces, giving speeches, going on shows. All the Obama crowd. Right. Which is pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. Since he's the most popular president uh, since Eisenhower. Four years ago. Just four years ago. three years ago. She's leading right now, and all the Obama people are coming out no way. So I mentioned Steve Ratner. Worked in the Obama administration, Hillary supporter on Morning Joe every single day. The Warren way is the wrong way. Let me hit you with just like a paragraph from the New York Times today. Uh, Thank you for providing us, Ms. Warren, with yet more evidence that a Warren presidency is a terrifying prospect, one brought closer by your surge in the polls. He calls her presidency a terrifying prospect. Wow. A former Obama person. Oh, boy. How weird is that? All right. And in the world of sport, Los Angeles Chargers owner Dean Spanos profanely denied a report that the NFL team could potentially relocate to London, saying, quote, it's total effing BS. We're not going to London. We're not going anywhere. We're playing in Los Angeles. This is our home, and this is where we are planning to be for a long effing time, period. All right. That's plenty of F-bomb, sir. Uh, you know, speaking of obscenities, uh, a special invitation, special invitation for Chargers fans I'm going to say a sentence, but I'm going to leave a, a blank at the end, and you can shout whatever word you like in your home or, or in your car. There you go. Dean Spanos is a real... There you go. Hope you enjoyed that. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. I heard a lot of good ideas out there. One was a reference to male genitals. One was the anus. <laughs> that was very good. Oh, a piece of what? Yep, that's a good one, too. Good. I'm hearing lots of good ideas. There's no wrong answers here. That's right. Just turn it loose. <laughs>
So the morning, it was, did you say that was the morning consult poll that says yes. 90% of people yeah. are expecting Political to... morning consult. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, this they won't, but... Such uncharted territory. Yeah. Yep. Well, when I was 18, I expected to date Jessica Biel. You know, <laughs> expectations don't always shake hands with reality. But right, and but sometimes the day gets there, you're tired. But if, only, but if only half of that extra crowd does, you're at 70%, which would be just, no, nobody's ever seen that sort of thing before. Oh, yeah, and again, as tightly packed as those numbers were, 65 would be astounding. Sure. 70, forget it. Rewrite the record books. Well, that's what happens when there's a new record, right? Anyway. (laughs) Anyway, I made my point. (laughs) More on that study that we're willing to lie for sex that is so shocking. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. is going to cause you to lie to her. That's what's going to happen right there. Uh, what are you talking about? We're watching Good Morning America, and some young singer woman is shaking herself around. And she's wearing like a 1963 go-go dress, too. That's the Tina Turner dress. Hat. And uh, according to these new studies that are out that nobody needed to hear, um, we're willing to uh, lie. Lying comes naturally when sex is on our mind. When our sexual systems have been activated in the presence of an attractive stranger. And again, that's the very beginning, perhaps unconscious realization that I'm kind of attracted to this person. Yeah, no sexual arousal. Just when our brains first become aware that we are attracted to someone nearby and begins to formulate sexual thoughts and inclinations. We all do this, whether we're willing to admit it or even acknowledge it consciously or not. Especially when you're you're younger and, and unattached. Obviously, oh, please. everybody you meet, a determination is, ma- is made, could this be a mate of mine or not? Right. What? 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 The oh, talk uh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, I did it again. I did it again. I'm to blame. Whoops, he did it again. And maybe we'll try to squeeze it in. Whatever he's talking about, <laughs> the thing that he didn't do, he didn't do it. Whoops, he did it. So we're, we, uh, we lie we're willing to lie, and we, it just comes to us naturally when we run into people and we've been sexually activated in our brain. Here's somebody that I would be interested in having sex with. Uh, in some experiments, they found that participants would flat-out contradict a stance or opinion they had literally written out previously in the study to appease a sexually attractive individual's ideals. Yes. For instance, you may have, I would. You may have six <laughs> months ago told a researcher you do not like dogs. Yeah. You just told this girl, I love dogs, or I like dogs, or yeah. whatever. Yeah. I think this is a or very... Even, I like some dogs. Lucid uh, definition of lying. I think this is more of an example of our... Our principles, for lack of a better How term, about priorities. Our priorities are not yeah. nearly as set in stone as we think. Right. And given provided with new information, we are very willing to readjust is, is our the own. New information, you're hot. Yes. Yes. And you might be interested in me. Trust John on this. He's made a life study of it. <laughs> um, the third or fourth experiments focused on whether or not people would lie about their no- their past number of sexual partners. Men and women do this. Don't bring it up. Not a joke. This is what's interesting, though. If you're just in a, if you're in a group of people, 
Uh, you're out at a bar. There's six of you at a table having drinks Friday afternoon. The nice. topic comes up. If it's a crowd full of people you have no sexual interest in, you'll tell the truth. If there's anybody in that crowd you have interest in, you're going to lie with a lower you, number. You will craft your answer. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's what they're saying, basically. Right. right. Which is interesting. Yeah. Men and women do that with the common lied number seven. Well, is it just... Uh, there's, well, I know you have more to this. I don't want to get off on tangents, but the whole uh, the truth, it's also relative. Do I feel strongly enough about this to queer the deal? Is is one way to express it, whether it's do you like apple picking, do you like baseball, how do you feel about cats? I'm not crazy about cats, but you're really cute. You seem to like cats. I don't hate cats. So then you say, yeah, I like cats. And then would you go ahead and, and uh, who cares? <laughs> be a cat owner with her for the rest of your life, if uh, even though you don't like cats? Maybe for one cat's life. <laughs> Cat dies, we talk about it again. <laughs> Have you considered a dog? Well, and I tell you what, listen, this is not the sort of radio show where we get graphic, but there are a variety of acts of love that are more likely or less likely to happen depending on passion. I mean, if you're out of control, passionate, the the menu is larger. Have I had a drink? There's that as well. At that point, you got a cheesecake factory menu. I mean, that thing's pages long. (laughs) Well, right. If you are madly in love, crazed with lust, and you've had a couple of drinks, exactly, cheesecake factory. You know, too many choices. I'm got. Jeez, I'm. uh, I I don't know. I'm stymied. Uh, Just uh, randomly, I'll go with the twenty-three. Spin the wheel. (laughs) Maybe a while down the road, it's more like you've gone to a convention. They ask you, "Do you want the chicken or the beef?" I mean, you just two choices. Here's here's my biggest. You're glad to have them. And I don't know what you do with this. Here's my biggest example. Sean mentioned a little bit ago. You you tell you tell her you like dogs, and maybe you decide you know what I do kind of like dogs. With you, I like dogs. I guess. I, I like you enough to change my stance on dogs. Right. Here's here's mine. And I, it wasn't a lie, although if you had told me the day before, if you'd asked me, do you want to have kids? I'd have said, no, I have no plans on having kids. I never had had any plans on having kids in my life. Mm-hmm. I meet my wife, who was uh, then we were in the very early beginning. She wasn't even my girlfriend yet, just a flirting and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And she asked me if I wanted to have kids. And I said, yes. And I and I even thought to myself at the time, I still remember it. Why did you say that? You've never said yes to that question in your entire life. And then I thought, I actually thought to myself, are you lying just because, you know, she wants to? And I thought, no, I would. I do. I think I do. And I did. And and since then, I have been, and if you listen to the show, you know, it's the I, I consider it the most important thing I've ever done. I can't even imagine why I was living a life before I had kids. It seems pointless and stupid to me. To amuse me. <laughs> <laughs> but up until that moment, I had never said yes to that question ever. How so is that a lie? Or did I just read the, meet the right mate? Yeah, it kind of takes the romance out of it when you call somebody your mate. But. I don't know. As positive Sean Breeding pointed partner, out. Try that. Breeding partner. That's brilliant. Um, again, I don't think lie is the right word. It's a reordering of priorities. And, and, and listen. If I had said no... I would have never, uh, we would have never coupled. Right. And I knew that. Right. Um, so that's the sort of lie a guy might tell. The urge, the need, Jack, the imperative to pass on one's genes is... Even uh, my genes? <laughs> well, even yours. Um, is, is so strong that, yeah, when the opportunity presents itself, everything else 
becomes somewhat trivial I'm the sort on of, a biological and deeply psychological level. Yeah, I'm not the sort of person that could knowingly lie about that. I've known guys who can lie about anything if they think it's going to get them into bed. The I love you, the yes, I'll have kids. I could have never said, yes, I'd love to have kids if I didn't. I just couldn't do it. I just not built that way. But, um, yeah. How about if you say, I'd love to have kids walk by the house? But say that part really I'd quiet. love to have three or four children next door. <laughs> but say it out the side of your mouth. Right, exactly. <laughs> Does that count? <laughs> hey, kids, it's that time again. With Armstrong and Getty. Breeding partner. <laughs> Would you host. be my breeding partner? <laughs> Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought from everybody. A what? It's our esteemed newsman, Marshall Phillips. Well, I have been asked to provide the entree for a Thanksgiving family gathering. So, the question is going to be, should it be prepared supermarket turkey or prepared supermarket ham? Mm. Oh, boy. Both good. Tough question. All right. Hey, Michelangelo, pressing the buttons in the control room. Final uh, thought? Yeah, you know, I might try out the Walmart grocery service. I've been meaning to kind of try out these delivery services and see if they work, except I worry about fruit and vegetables because I like squeezing that stuff in the store. <laughs> wow. And squeeze uh, it when it gets home. Possibly, yeah. Sean, final thought for you? Uh, I will cede the remainder of my time to one Tucker Carlson. But first, I would like to open this evening with a breathless update on how some obscure diplomat you've never heard of said something forgettable to an even more obscure Ukrainian government official about a topic that has literally nothing to do with your life or the future of our country. Then we're going to drone on about this non-story for the entire hour tonight and every night this week, hoping that by sheer volume and repetition, we can give it the illusion of relevance. Hope you find it edifying. Oof, that left a mark. Jack, do you have a final thought for us? If that poll is correct, that the 90% of people say they're going to vote, are people going to feel like they were denied the big showdown if uh, he gets booted out of office and don't get to vote? I know some people would still be eager to toss him out, but... Yeah. I think some people want that TV show. I think a lot of people want that TV show. The debates, the election, the, the big payoff to it, this whole drama. It would be really, really great for the whole tribal gathering thing that's yeah. so important in yeah. political America right now. Uh, my final thought is I'm still terrible at figuring out whether I'm dealing with stress well or if I'm dealing with stress badly. Maybe we ought to talk about this tomorrow. Mm, it's a good one. Sometimes I think, no, I'm, I'm calm, it's good, I, I understand, I'm working through it. Then I realize, no, I'm just suppressing. I don't know the difference. I'm bad at it. I usually realize that when I smash an inanimate, inanimate object. Or scream at a fellow motorist. Serenity <laughs> <laughs> now! Does that work? Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people to thank. So little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. We have a lot of great clicks for you. Email us mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. God bless America. You having a good time? Okay, I, I did not say okay. that. I've sat here for over three hours and 15 minutes. <laughs> That's good. If you wish to leave, you may. Let me just say... How very, very dismaying and disappointing. Not uh, good. And just change the channel from this mesmerizing horror show. We'll be better tomorrow than we were today. Then we heard the words. It's over for me. Adios, mofo. Okay, so we're, we're, you're, we're dismissed, is that correct? Do you want to rephrase uh, what you're doing? Change your life. I feel sad for you. Find someone to love. A charity. Something. Armstrong and Getty.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs. With Flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.